Hey everyone, welcome back to Three Men and Their Babies. Three dads, three very different scenarios. A twosome this week, not the usual twosome, but god fucking damn it, electricity. Adam has literally just had a <laughs> power cut as we started the show. He just disappeared off. So it is me and young Benny this week. Benny, how you doing, mate? Starting the show for the second time already. Well, very well prepared. Very good, very good. Um, had a nice uh, couple of days off with the little one. Um, Blossom and I had our first day um, away from, like, first full day away from the baby. We uh, wow. on yeah yesterday um, we went off to the big smoke to London for the day and uh, dumped Freya off at uh, nanny nanny Benny's and uh, had a good baby free day. Did you feel guilty at all? I don't feel guilty. I don't feel no. guilty for enjoying myself. And Nanny Jackie well, is um, Nanny Jackie's happy to have the baby. Was, when we got back, so we left. We dropped Freya off about half past eight. And we arrived back at uh, Nanny Benny's at quarter past six, I think it was. So, you know, a good, like, nine-hour day. And the first thing she said was, um, when can I have her again? Like, when's the next time, you know, you guys book something else, you go away. You know, we want, I, I want you to go now. I want to have the baby again to myself because she obviously had a great time with her. That's good. Yeah, you know, some people, some parents do get guilty. It's a, it's a weird thing. I don't, I don't feel guilty, but I... Because I think you get so used to them being around that yeah. when they're not around, you do you do kind of pine for that closeness with them or that constant kind of interaction of with them. And I think I've said it before, but whenever Georgia stays over at my mother-in-law's, me and Sarah are so happy for the break. Yeah, at night time, we'll come upstairs to go to bed and I'll just look into Georgia's room and I know she's not there. And I kind of go oh, <laughs> like that. And it's a bit sad because I know she's not there. She's only, you know, you've seen where Sarah's mum lives. It's... 30 seconds away but yeah exactly yeah. there's still that kind of thing and i have said this plenty Hello, of times as well my old friend <laughs> yeah and i've said this plenty of times as well is that and this is one of my only pieces of advice to you is that don't forget why you two fell in love you're not just exactly, parents yeah. you have to have that time together without your kids however many kids you've got you have to have time together with your significant other to remember that oh yeah we were, you know, we're in love and we used to do things yeah. together and it was fun. And this is why we ended up having a child because we wanted to share that with them. So that's good. What did you do in London kind of then? What was the... Uh, it's kind of a shame that... Um, it's kind of a shame that Blossom's not here, like, in the room with me because obviously, like, eight till six is, like, the time that I'm usually away anyway. Like, that's my that's my working day. I leave work... Leave to go to work at quarter past six and I get in the door... Oh, sorry, quarter past eight. And I get in the door just after... Just after six, so for me, like it was you know, standard play for the course. It was Blossom was the one that's had the big, the big change being away for um, so long, and her thing is like in the lead up to it. I don't think she, I don't think she felt guilty about going away or guilty about um, leaving Freya with someone else. I think she get she gets stressed out because she's like a hyper, one of those hyper organized people, and I think she spent the last the couple the lead up for a couple of days thinking right I'll go get this sort I'll go get this sort she's she she's the sort of person who makes a list for everything yeah and I mean that's the stress that comes back to her for me it's just like yeah I mean it's, it's usual for me like I don't like leaving Freya for nine hours a day to go to work but someone's got to sell cars and make money for the for the family. <laughs> I bust my hump for this family, god damn it. I'm allowed to go to London I, if I want to. <laughs> I bust my ass sitting at my desk playing on my phone until someone uh, stumbles onto the forecourt, which I immediately throw everything down and go out and harass them until they buy a car. Yeah, and with all the extras. 
Exactly, yeah. All the bits. Make me some fat commish. Uh, um, you're going to laugh. Like It's a proper nerdy thing while uh, Blossom and I went to London. Um, you might remember the year that I met her. Um, we went on a holiday uh, to Chelmsford and went to um, Friends Fest, which was, I think, in... Um, <laughs> Uh, when, they do, do when, they do the... Fest, when they do V Festival, they yeah, in, uh, I remember the pictures Chelsea from Friends Fest. Yeah. Well, um, we went to the Christmas version over in London uh, oh, yesterday. God's sake! Took part in a load of different photo ops. Went on another set tour, which was exactly the same as the set tour we went on before, except it was all decked out in Christmas stuff. Um, did lots of embarrassing dances, which I've got photo evidence of me and Blossom uh, dancing like turkeys and dancing like numpties, really. You know, grand day out was had by all. Then we went to um, Spitalfields Market, had a very greasy burger, the best sort of greasy burger. Um, shout outs to Bleaker Burger in uh, in Spitalfields. I think um, our mutual friend, uh, Mr. Lariato, always uh, brings up Bleaker Burger. That's where I found it. Yes, he does. He does. He does, yes. And uh, yeah, got hammered down with rain and then uh, got back home, yeah, just after six. Like, just a, a little. Uh, Fiance and fiance getaway. Enjoy it though. A Roll fiance. on the next one. I, I actually know when the next big one's happening, but Blossom doesn't know about it. It's a secret. It's a Christmas oh. present from uh, oh. from uh, Sister Benny, nice. but she doesn't know about it yet. The nun or your actual sister? My my actual sister. Oh, okay, not a nun. Okay, fine. Okay, I wasn't sure. No. What did you? What was she? The might year? be a nun. I don't know what she gets up. I, I don't yeah. see her that often anymore. <laughs> I don't know what she gets up to. Up yeah, to maybe she is. Maybe she converted while you're away. Who knows? Exactly. Does Blossom go down to London a lot? I know you're a well-travelled man to London, aren't you? Does Blossom go a lot? Yeah. Do you have to show her around or is she okay with it? She, well, to be fair, the the route that we take um, was quite similar to when like, we used to go to London. Like, you just hang out on the central line. Don't you go from one end yeah. of London to the other on the same line. The When we went there yesterday, it was literally like three stops from where we parked to where we needed to go. And then a little bit of a walk, so it wasn't too bad. Blossom doesn't like London. She's like you. She hates it. She hates how busy it is. She hates. She thinks all the people that live in London are miserable. Um, <laughs> sorry, people of London, but that's that's her speaking, not me. I love London. I love going to London. So yeah, I mean, I mean, like she enjoyed the time there, but when we were eating our lunch in the market, she was like, "I couldn't, still couldn't live here. I can't. I couldn't live here. It's, it's not for me." I was like, "Why?" It's like a. It's, it's like cultural. There's loads of different people. There's a different points of view great views great like we when we drove in like you get a great view of the london skyline i was like oh look, look, there's the skyline and then i think we've been spoiled because um a couple of years ago we went to new york and uh her first words what i said about that was a that's not new york skyline is it i was like no no that's not new york skyline Shard's pretty and all. oh look, there's, there's a there's a gherkin but uh, new york tops it all and then she goes ahead and says um well i could live in new york and i thought it's the same thing. You, I, I think she's been uh, spoiled by positive views of New York on television, like on absolutely uh, sex, like Sex in the City. I guess that's probably the best uh, example. And Friends, funnily enough. Yeah, but she, that's just like all that is is just the village. That's not even downtown New York. That exactly. This, I, yeah, you know, it's like a small this... a small block in the the Upper East Side or wherever it is. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I I live on I live right next to the park. Yeah, I'm sure it is nice there, but. Jesus Christ, you must know this as well as I do, that the amount of sort of interactions or people we follow on social media and stuff that live in or around New York just talk about how much of a shithole it is all the time <laughs> and how they hate it. 
and there's rats everywhere and homeless people and the subways are trash and they never work and you can't drive anywhere and it's horrific and I've never seen anything that made me think I'd love to live there. It's completely the opposite. People who live there all their lives just sort of always saying, I can't wait to leave this place. I hate it here. It's too much. <laughs> too expensive. Like, too too much of everything. Yeah, too expensive, too much of everything. And yeah, like you said, it's yeah. Blossom doesn't like London. New York is like ten times London. Like people exactly, yeah. size, everything. It's crazy. That's mad that. It's funny you mentioned about Blossom being super organized. You know what Sarah's like. Sarah and Blossom are the mm-hmm. same. Super organized. Yeah. Crazy on point about everything. And whenever we used to leave Georgia with her mum, Sarah would always be kind of, Oh, have you got have you got this? Or oh, have you got have you got this? Have you got this? And Sarah's yeah. mum and dad would say, So we live five minutes away from a shop. <laughs> if we need something, we'll just go and get it. It's not you know, if you if you forgot something, you don't have to come all the way back. We'll just nip to Tesco and grab it. It's it's totally fine. And you also yeah, you forget about stuff like that. Like, yeah, just go and get it if you need it. It's it's totally fine. Here's a question here's a question for you then. Um I obviously um never met your mother. She passed away like not long before like we started talking and hanging out. Well not long yeah. after, I can't actually remember. Um Is Sarah anything like your mum? No. Not really. No, she's complete opposite. No. Not complete opposite. They're both very strong willed, and by that I mean stubborn. So Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I, I, I understand stubborn straight away. That's that's the main the main source of any like disagreements me and Blossom have is that we're like both like stubborn to a point. Yeah. No, my my mum was kind of more of a a bit of a free spirit. So my mum was yeah. uh, like one of the first kind of goths where she lived, and then from there she kind of went into a. This sounds ridiculous, but it is true. But not not I'm not sure it sounds like Sons of Anarchy, but she was in like a motorcycle club kind of nice. thing. And she would hang about. She loved kind of guys who had motorbikes. So she would hang about with guys on motorbikes and stuff. So she did that <laughs> a lot. She got tattoos before I did. She was very kind of, not hippie-ish, but very mm. much, okay, you can find your own path. And I've said this yeah. before as well, that she was very, I don't think I would have played away as much as I did from school if my mum had been more forceful with me. And right, she yeah. kind of, she was very kind of, okay, you want to do this? that's fine and you want to act like the big man i'll treat you like the big man but if the shit hits the fan you're dealing with it kind of thing <laughs> instead of saying problem yeah instead of saying don't be stupid you're being stupid what are you doing this is crazy it was more a kind of a well if that's what you want to do that's fine but you better live with the consequences kind of thing whereas sarah would <laughs> never do that in a million years yeah. um and my mum was more kind of free and easy about like like friends staying over or oh can my mate stay over for, yeah of course can mm. yeah a couple of nights yeah fine he'll have to feed himself because like we didn't have any money to like feed <laughs> everybody but whereas Sarah's always kind of oh god are people coming around I'd better get loads of food and I better make sure they have a nice time and all this kind of stuff so no they're just they're similar in that they're both strong willed but for different things so yeah, is that because yeah. that's the classic in it you always like people will say you always end up marrying your mum basically exactly yeah. I, I, think, I feel like I had that. that. I feel like I had that experience um, yesterday before we went out. So, um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, Blossom, like she got everything organised. Like the pl- the plan yesterday was we get up at six. Um, I look after the baby, and Blossom like gets everything together. Like gets the bags together, makes the makes a few bottles for while we're away. Gets some food pouches together. You know, gets gets everything sorted that so that. Uh, my mum doesn't have to do anything. And then um, as we were about to go, 
Blossom hands me a sheet of paper and says, is this okay? And I have a look at it. And it's literally like a list of instructions for things that um, my mum needs to do with Freya. And I said to to her, like, oh, my God, you're just like my mum. Because it reminded me of, like, when, say, like, I was in my mm, teens, let's say, and mum and dad are going out for the night and, like, leave me in the house on my own. She was the the sort of mum who'd put, like, post-it notes everywhere, like, uh, or if they got ill, like, the first time they went on holiday and left me and my sister at home, like, by ourselves, like, she'd, um, like, that like leave instruction notes like on the washing machine like how to wash our clothes like we had never used it before or we were just like confused by the sight of it and yeah she she handed me she handed me this note and i looked at it i was like first of all you are my mum which is very terrifying and second of all my mother has raised like two children who who are you know perfectly healthy and still alive i think she knows how to look after a little baby yes yeah you do forget though don't you you just forget you yeah. don't see them as I've said before. You don't see your parents as parents in a weird way. You see them as mum and dad, which sounds stupid. Yes. But then when they're looking after when they're looking after your child, you don't think they can do it yet. They, yet they've raised you, so they must have done it at <laughs> yeah, some exactly. point. <laughs> oh dear, is that on the opposite, they, on the opposite of, of that? Though I, I know mum can do it. Like if if we take Freya to mum, so like the first thing I do is like here, take the baby. She's feeding. You know what you, you know what to do. Yeah, you know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll look after the dog so she doesn't bark the house down and scare the baby. That's my job when we go down there. Is that? Uh, are you kind of a bit nervous then about what's in your future? Then is that, are you hoping there's certain traits your mum has that you think in Christ, I hope Blossom doesn't do this kind of thing, or is it not too bad? Because I've never met your mum, have I? Do so like, I don't know that well. Yeah, yeah. Like mum doesn't that I can think of doesn't have any traits that um, scare me, so to think, so, so to speak. Like she's mostly normal possibly a bit overprotective but again like i'm I'm the youngest one of the family so i i, I always assumed that was just like par for the course you know what i mean and i assume yeah. like it's going to be for the, the same for freya because like she's the first one she might be the only one i don't know what what the future lies in store for like in terms of having children but you know she's the she's as it's there she's our only child so of course we're going to be like extra protective of her especially blossom there she's the one who lugged her around for nearly 40 weeks on the dot yeah you're right that's so in- i don't know yeah i've never i've always thought yeah it goes one of two ways you either end up marrying your mum or veering away as far as possible from your yeah. mum. i would guess and that, I, I think that's yeah like i said i think that's what i've done i've just yeah, kind of no, no, no one knew the, no one knew the way i know you i think that makes sense like you're like <laughs> no I, I, want, I want to be as rebellious as possible <laughs> turn around touch the ground no i will not marry my mother yeah exactly and the only thing that was similar about my mum and Sarah was they would just constantly take the piss out of me when they were together, which was kind of nice. Oh, yeah. It was like a nice shared bonding experience for them. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's the same for anything, though. Like, again, like my mum's super protective of me, but as soon as Blossom comes into the picture, I said, hey, let's uh, get Benny's old uh, baby photos out and take the piss out of him. <laughs> look at this bowl cut he's got. You're the one that gave me that, mother. This is your, <laughs> as much your fault as it is mine. So I wanted to talk about the uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you know the elf on the shelf? Yes. Right. So if you don't know this, if you're maybe new parents or you've not been paying attention because you haven't got kids or something, the elf on the shelf is a little plastic elf. I'd say maybe about 10, 12, maybe 10 inches high, 8 inches high. And the idea was, somebody started it, that basically the elf would sit on a shelf or a mantelpiece in your house and it was a way to keep children good over Christmas because you would say... The elf's watching, 
he can report back to Santa to tell him what, what he's been for? doing. Is what? Is that what the elf? Is that what elf on a shelf is about? I had no idea. I thought it was just like literally like here's no, an elf. I'm no, going to hide it somewhere in the house, and you've got to find it. Right. So no, that's how it started, and then it turned into people ah. doing things with the elf because he's like mischievous, and it turns into we we did it for ages that the elf was naughty around out. <laughs> so Georgia would go to bed, and I'd have to think for fucking twenty four nights of the year. I'd have to come up with something new every night that the elf was doing <laughs> that was kind of naughty. So what like one day I just like unfurled an entire toilet roll in the living room and the elf was just sat there with the empty cardboard <laughs> tube on his lap and stupid stuff like that. <laughs> what we've done now is for her fortieth birthday last year, Sarah got a toy cat that looked like one of her old cats when she was a kid. But okay. it's got a massive uh, have you ever seen Hey Arnold? Yes, yes. Okay, so football head. This cat has got a football head, oh, okay. massive eyes, and it's all squished in the middle. So because it was squished in the middle, for a joke, we called it Roadkill. So <laughs> Roadkill sits on our living room door, but he, but he sits on top of the door. And yeah. I came up with a thing last year that Roadkill and the elf hate each other. So I had them oh. doing evil things. So one morning Georgia came down and Roadkill had been tied up with string on a, like a little chair and was basically being held <laughs> hostage by the elf who had a real knife in his hand <laughs> and stuff like this. Or just uh, just uh, recreating reservoir dogs with toys. Essentially, yeah. So we had we had two we've had two already this year and it's but it's tough though because you've got if you get into the thing and be careful here Benny it's like a little forewarning <laughs> for you. If you get into the idea of doing something silly with something like maybe the elf won't be around and phrase like 3 or 4. But if you get into the idea of doing something like this you have to think of a new idea every night. Mm. Which is how we got on to let's introduce roadkill into the segment, <laughs> basically, because then it gives us extra room to do enter stuff. roadkill. Yeah, enter road by God, that's roadkill's music. <laughs> <laughs> so so the first one was um what day is it today? The first, yeah, last so not last night, the night before. The judge came down in the morning and Roadkill had was pushing the elves head under water in a bowl like he's trying to drown him <laughs> and then this Very morning nice. yeah and then this morning George came down and I'd put I put Roadkill's head in Sarah's laptop so in between in between the screen and the keyboard and then the elf was basically sat on top of it like he's trying to crush Roadkill's head in the laptop but it's <laughs> tough dude it's tough because you just <laughs> you have to come up with so many ideas we, mm. we had one where we'd left a note so Roadkill had a note on him and it said the elf is a bit chilly and he'd put like he tied the elf up and put him in the freezer and stuff like that. <laughs> so it's just a it's just a forewarning, Benny. Like maybe start writing down ideas now. Oh, okay. <laughs> because it, it's gonna be I've got a notebook up here above me, I'll uh, I'll start jotting ideas on. Um yeah. I can tell you right now, like I don't think Elf on a Shelf will be a thing in this house because um Blossom is scared of the elf on the shelf. She thinks she thinks it's scary looking. So uh she, I think she thinks by um, uh, by by that that Freya will be afraid of it as well. So I don't, I'm I'm un, I, I'm unsure that Elf and a Shelf will exist in this household. But in it's the- terms of like um, Christmas things, like I I promise I said last week that um, today would be the day next well, next Thursday. Are you today? Would be the day that the uh, the Christmas decorations go up. And lo and behold, like the Christmas tree behind me is the most extra thing I've ever seen. Like, I, I said, I said um, 
we said last week how because I'm so middle class, we thought we'd go like low key with the uh, decorations. Um, Blossom obviously is not middle class like I was because that tree is the most again the extra is the word I can, only word I can use to describe it. There's so many decorations on it. I'm surprised it's still standing on uh, standing up. Again, though, it's it's Freya's first Christmas. You got to be extra yeah, on Freya's first Christmas, don't you? And actually, you're not even the first Christmas because then you start to get to that situation where your kid starts to know what's going on and then you make an effort because they kind of understand. And yeah. then when they're f- sort of four, five, six, seven, eight, then you make even more of an effort because they really know what's going on and they really expect certain things. So, mm. yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah we And do- then Freya starts asking what an elf on, the she- elf on the shelf is and then suddenly Daddy's notebook well, comes in handy. Yeah, you see... We weren't going to do it. We were never going to do it. But all her friends at school had an elf. And it's that classic thing. All her friends at school had an elf on the shelf. Uh, and they'd always ask Georgia about it. And she'd never mentioned it. And one day she came home and she said, can we get an elf on the shelf? And I said, why? And she said, oh, well, do the kids, it's like, do the boys and girls have one? And I'd like to have one. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, okay. It's it's that thing. Like once one of, the, one, of, one of their friends got a phone, that was it. They all got phones because... They couldn't be left out with the one without a phone or a, a tablet or something. So that's I how the elf Georgia on the shelf. a lesson in peer pressure. <laughs> I don't mind for like a three pound elf on the shelf. You know, <laughs> if they all if they all start doing designer drugs, then yeah, I'll draw the line somewhere. I'm not made them. I'm not made of money. Jesus, <laughs> Daddy, all my friends are doing crack cocaine. Can I get some? <laughs> I'd have to be like, yeah, but the good stuff, George. I'm not giving you that shit they sell now. It's <laughs> awful. <laughs> it's clearly terrible. I can't believe... Okay, so last week I was saying about Georgia just forgetting to do basic stuff. <laughs> and then me saying to her, can you do this? And then she somehow forgets how to do it in the two minutes of, of me leaving. And last week it was, she just left her clothes and a towel yes, on the floor. Right. So tonight... I can't and it, I can't believe it's happened on this night again. So it happened last week on the night we recorded. It's happened again tonight. I said to her tonight, I said, can you get changed through your cardigan downstairs and then can you put your school clothes, this is before a bath, can you put your school clothes in the wash basket? She put her school clothes on a stool next to the wash basket. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I literally made a noise when I went in there. It was just kind of a, oh, dig up, what? And she went, she was in her bedroom. And she went, what's up? And I was just stood, eyes wide, mouth agog, pointing at the stool. And she said, what? I was like, Georgia, it's like, it's there. It's right there. The, the, the next to the wash basket. It's right there. And she went, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I was doing. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, how? Are we sure Are we sure Georgia's not actually a boy? Because that sounds like a proper boy thing to do. Oh, it's such like, a boy. Uh, you can... <sighs> like, uh, going, leaving the wash basket on the stairs and the boy just walking right past it, just uh, ignoring it completely. That, that's a proper boy thing to do. I, I imagine it should be like that. That's the issue, though, I think, isn't it? It's because she spends more time with me. Yeah. She's inheriting all my stupid boy traits. <laughs> You also leave the wash basket on the stairs instead of taking it up. You know, you see, I see. No, I, I don't. You see, I am totally the opposite. I am quite, I am quite house proud in that sense. I don't mm-hmm. like the house being messy or you know, like when you guys are here, you would think that you know when there's sort of what four or five lads in this house that it would just go to complete ruin. But you guys will be sat there watching, and I'm hoovering up, aren't I? 
and I'm washing yes, up. True, like, you've true, seen true. me, yeah. Like I do this stuff, so I don't actually don't know where. Well, I was gonna say I'm not sure she gets it from, but clearly it's Sarah who doesn't do any <laughs> yeah. of that stuff because <laughs> I do. <laughs> Come on, Sarah. I know, yeah. Sarah runs a sloppy shop. But Jesus Christ, right next to the thing, right next to the <laughs> thing, just mad. We've got a situation. Guilt- I've, I've been guilty of that sometimes, though. Just like this is you know, like the, the biggest hint has been left for me, like to do something, and I just like just breeze right past it, like it's not even there. So I've got more important things to do. <laughs> I've got more important things to do. Soggy washing. That's bullshit. This is way more. <laughs> this is way more important. <laughs> Countdown's now coming on. Fuck the washing. Yeah, that's true. It's tough, though, right? She had a. She had like a a lesson in I don't want to say humility. I'm not sure what the word is, but they do something at school called the W factor, where okay. it's just the X factor, and they have heats in their classroom to do something at the end of the year in the whole school assembly, and it can be anything, you know, music or dancing or something athletic or something, and you can get into whatever groups you want. Do it on your own. Do it in groups of ten if you want. Whatever. George's idea this year because she loves maths, was to do a times table exercise with her friends. Okay. So Sarah said to me the other night, she said, I'm not sure, because the class has to, so you have to do your performance to class, to the class first, and then they'll vote if they think it's a good idea to go to the, the whole assembly. So me and Sarah were talking and she said, I don't think that's a good idea. Because essentially what you're doing for your talent is, hey, kids at school, here's some more school. <laughs> and it was just going to be her friends firing times tables at her and she would try to answer them as quickly as possible. And even made like these kind of cards, which were um, oh, like her two friends' names. So it said her friends' names. And then it said, vote for us. So one girl's name, the other girl's name, and the human calculator, Georgia. So they'd <laughs> done all this kind of prep and work for it and everything. But then her friends have come on tonight and said, we don't think that's a good idea. Right, okay. so, so I want to say, because she's an only child, and I can relate to this, when you're in your own head and you have your own ideas, you think they're the best idea. Yeah, because there's nobody to say. Well, actually, have you thought about this? Or this isn't a good idea because A, B, C, whatever. So she came downstairs and said, "We've done all this work, and now the two girls have told me they don't like the idea." And it was, she was kind of a bit, like a bit down about it. Yeah, but we but we sort of had to explain to her that, like, well, like I said, here's the issue. You might think it's a good idea. But if you're in a group and the majority of the group thinks it's a bad idea, then it's probably a bad idea, Georgia. Yeah. You know, it's it's meant to be entertaining. I said, and I said, Princess, I said, me and mummy love watching you do your times tables and that kind of stuff. I said, but that's not entertaining for a school or for a class to watch. It's meant to be fun and silly and exciting. And I said, your friends, your friends are right. Because if if you know, if it's two to one. Clearly, the two of them don't think it's a good idea. Then it's probably not. Yeah. So then she kind of, and then she was like, well, we don't know what to do. So then we just, you know, we're just throwing like, okay, so you need to go upstairs, FaceTime your friends and have just a thought bubble exercise. Just come up with some ideas. What could we do? Mm. So I went upstairs about half an hour later and they transitioned into sort of writing a little funny play. 
and trying to get teachers involved and things like that. So, but it it's always good. turns into a play. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It always turns into a play. But it's good though, because kids have to. You have to learn that, don't you? And it's like I said, there's things that I not concerned about but i know there are things that she'll have to go through as an only child and that's mm. one of them just you know thinking your idea is the best idea when sometimes it isn't yeah you get that you get that like again being like the youngest of a pair like you it's a similar sort of thing like i guess because naturally as the youngest you are sort of doted on and spoiled a little bit whereas you think that you're constantly always right and you you can never do wrong until you get a harsh dose of reality at some point Possibly in your uh, low double figure, low double digit age, and suddenly uh, innocence is lost, and we realise not everyone thinks the same way about you. Yeah, it's true. It's a, it's a definite. It's weird, like like we've said before. I think as parents, you can tell people sort of everything you want to tell them, and you can tell stuff to your kids all the time and stuff like that. But until they experience those kind of things for themselves, they don't really learn it, do they? No, no. You, sorry, I got distracted. Um, no, no. Until, until that actually happens, like they've got no way. They've got no way of preparing for it. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, you're right. And it's tough. It's like you. They have to learn to make those mistakes, even if you don't want them to learn those mistakes. And you know, no, harsh lessons. That'll yeah, learn exactly. Them. That'll learn them. Yeah, harsh lessons. But it's tough. It is tough. I've got a question for you. Oh yeah, go on. We're in the <laughs> we're in the process. I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago of weaning the Freya, so like yes. she'll have a in the in the morning she'll have one and a bit rusks, like mix them with a bit of milk to make some sort of like uh, rusk slurry, uh, and for a second feed she'll just have um, she's onto like the follow on milk now, like the the second batch of formula that they have. Oh yeah, which turns them into super soldiers. At least that's what I've heard. Um, and then for the rest of the feeds of the day, we started giving her like um, pouches, like of vegetables or you know that's sort of, like like meal pouches essentially. Yeah. Uh, at first, like Freya was really like open minded about everything. Like she'd eat everything you put in front of her, like um, green vegetables, um, pears, um, macaroni and cheese, sort of thing. Like anything you put on that spoon, she'd open her mouth and guzzle down. In the last like week or so, um, she has developed a bit of a fussy side. Whereas, the only thing that she'll eat now is sweet corn, like um, one of the uh, pouches for the sweet corn. Like we tried everything with her, like the green veggies that she used to have. She used absolutely that used to be her favorite. Like when we first started doing it, now you put her even close to her, she has a hissy fit, like kicks off, screams the house down like no end. So um, today I. Being the forward-thinking genius that I like to think I am, I uh, cut her sweet corn with a little bit of green vegetables to uh, try and uh, introduce that into her. Because I thought you can't live on sweet corn as much as I like sweet corn. You can't spend your life eating sweet corn, Freya. So uh, I introduced like the green vegetables. I mixed it in. Looked like snot, but she woofed it down. It was good. I wanted to know um, from you, and I wish Adam was here. I could ask him as well. Did Georgia go through that? How did you combat um, fussy and even in the youngest stage? I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have to go through it when she's like um, a toddler slash younger child. But how did you manage to get through it in the uh, the baby stage? Yeah, I'm sure every I'm sure every kid has gone through this at some point, and it can it's literally from one day to the next. One day they mm. love something, next day not touching that, forget it. 
and we just we just kind of weren't too concerned about them having okay they've got to have this massively varied diet we'll try our best but if she doesn't want it that's fine because we're just happy that she's got something in her so i know yeah. for a, a t- probably for about 3 weeks when she was around 2 all she wanted to eat was ham sandwiches and we tried like at first so we tried everything we tried like I say like try and sneak a bit of cucumber onto it try and sneak a bit of sweet corn yeah. onto it try and mash something up put that on it no didn't want to touch it you know she was opening the bread and looking at it and being like oh no <laughs> no like that kind of thing and it just became a okay so for now she's eating this she'll just have to have this it's fine um if she's having the follow on milk i mean sometimes maybe she might already be a bit full you know, maybe she's not fancying something that day. Mm. There is a... It is easy to, like, worry about stuff like that. But yeah. They always... She always... Georgia always went through phases with stuff. And she goes through phases with stuff now. She'll have something for her tea now. And she'll love it for a few weeks. And then she'll say, yeah, don't don't get me that next week. I don't want it. And I'll say, oh, okay. But, like, you love it. She's like, yeah, but I'm, just, I'm not in the mood. And I'm wondering if that's what she was just like as a baby. Mm. And the, like you said, we got those pouches. She loved certain pouches. And yeah. then the next day she hated it. And we think it's probably <laughs> just that. I think, I, I think the plan from the start was, because you obviously get like a, a variety of flavour combinations and um, like fruits and vegetables, we wanted to encourage like the non-sweet stuff because I guess in our mind, like as soon as she gets like a hit, hit of like sugar... She's not going to want anything else. She's not going to want anything like nutritional, let's say. Yeah. And now, I, I, now I think this this um, change in her like preference is kind of like triggered like a oh god no she's turned into a sugar monster she's going to have diabetes by the time she's two oh Christ we're terrible parents. <laughs> you haven't tried giving her an Easter egg then or anything like that. Uh, we got oh she had a bit of galaxy earlier. <laughs> yeah. What's for tea? Twix and Mars bars. <laughs> No, I see my my thing with that is, and we had the same thing, and it's a lot of parents do now because there is that we know so much more now about babies' nutrition and stuff like that, and you hear so many horror stories about stuff like that. But we always had it that as long as we keep giving her healthy-ish stuff, as long as we don't go crazy giving her sweets, like the odd biscuit now and again is fine. Georgia has a biscuit nearly every day. She she has like a. um, a little bit of rocky road nearly well yeah probably every single day and there are kids i know there are, there are kids at um georgia school like their lunch boxes are you know like chocolate spread sandwiches or a bag of crisps and all this kind of thing and it's fine because they're just they're running around working it all off they're not just you know sat on a couch all day doing nothing like we would that's why kids can yeah. eat whatever they want that's why it's not too much of an issue but as long as you mix in the healthy stuff as well, I think then it's okay. And we've always had the the thing with Georgia, like I said before, just as long as she tries everything, yeah, she'll be okay. And I can believe, I've read somewhere ages ago that when babies or children get to certain ages, certain foods just taste horrible to them. Mm. In a kind, like they're, because their bodies are developing and all that kind of thing, like certain fruits and vegetables just taste really bitter. And they just will not eat it, and I think it's just a, you've just got to get a balancing act. And I wouldn't panic too much either. You know, if if Freya just wants to have sweet corn for a couple of weeks, that's fine. Mm. I don't think it's too much of an issue. 
And look, she's only going to eat badly if you let her eat badly. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like, parents are the ones feeding the kids. The kids aren't feeding themselves. So if, if, you're, if you as a parent are, are giving that kid bad food all the time, then, yeah, that kid's going to be unhealthy. But... You say yeah, you know, like, kids don't feed, got... you say kids don't feed themselves, but Freya can hold her bottle by herself now. All she needs is yeah. a bit of a helping hand tipping it up. Fantastic. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, but we like we we have a takeaway once a week. You know, George yeah. will have a curry or a Chinese or a chippy or but on some nights so like on like so last night we had um there was a good a deal on steak uh, uh Aldi. So oh, I got yes. two steaks for like six quid or something. So Sarah and Georgia had steak, but Georgia with hers just had baby sweet corn and cucumber with her steak. Very nice. So she didn't have like chips or rice or like a really heavy sauce or anything like that. It's just, you know, just variation. But mm-hmm. yeah, to your, to, yeah, to your original question, it was more just a case of as long as she's eating for the time being, that's all we're going to worry about. We'll just, and we'll just keep yeah. trying with the stuff. And if she doesn't want it that day, that's fine. We'll give it a couple of days and try again. And that's all we did. And there is, I don't know, I think there is sometimes the issue, though, that like some kids just, they just don't like fruits and vegetables. I, I didn't. Yeah. I, I, I've said before, like, I didn't start eating healthily till I met Sarah. And that was when I was 26. <laughs> I barely, barely ate any fruit or vegetables until I met Sarah. Mm. And I've just grown to like them. And it's never... <laughs> You know, it's never too late for them to start. I don't think there's that kind of... I, I do think as long as you don't get them into that routine of, okay, you come home, here's a you know, here's a box of chocolates, go through those kind of thing. <laughs> or, you know, when they're at school or at nursery or whatever. Yeah, I just think as long as you vary it now and again, it's fine. And yeah. and maybe it's a case of there's something in those... Because I can't imagine there's that many flavors of those pouches. I mean, Are it might be surprised. Be, Oh, maybe You'd be surprised. Oh, there, there's, there's a whole like range of them now, and and they, they come with like um full meals in a pouch. So, so we buy um Ella's kitchen pouches. Oh which yeah, yeah, are, I've like, heard of those. Which are like free of like any like additives and artificial things. It's literally just like on the back it says it's made from like you know, sweet corn and water. For for instance, that's what's yeah. in the sweet corn pouch. Um, so again, we're trying to be good on that front as well. But yeah, there's like so many different flavors, and everything, and then now she's like seven months old. Uh, they move into actual meals, so we tried giving her um, a cottage pie, and there's bangers and mash, like all blended and pureed down into a, a little sachet that you squeeze out onto a spoon. Must be a mass- uh, fantastic sign um, process to get that done, but yeah, I mean they're, they're so varied, but. It just sudden. I get. I guess maybe we're just pushing her too early to go onto the fancy stuff. Like we should stick to the, keep it simple until um, until she's ready to move on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there is. I don't. I don't blame you for being nervous because I'm sure we were as well. Because I'm sure yeah. we did the same. And I'm sure I don't remember now because it was so long ago. But I'm sure we probably panicked at the time, thinking, "Oh God, she's gone off her mango pouches and her broccoli pouches, and what are we going to do?" Kind of thing. But we just persevered and. Yeah. You're like, like people, and that's the thing is like, how many people do you know that will eat literally anything? There's barely anybody. Nah. There's not many people, like even as I mean, like adults. So I can't imagine it many different True, for yeah. kids. You know, like I say. So yeah, I wouldn't worry too much. That's a good question. That is a good question. And for like, yeah, for like new parents out there and stuff. You know, I do have panic. a follow up question as well. Go on. 
Um, how do the members of the master's household like their state? We all we all like well. If if I go to a professional place, I'll get it rare. Yeah. So if I go to a a cooking establishment, I'll get it rare. If I'm cooking it at home, it's medium rare. But we all like it medium rare. Good, good, good. You've raised your family well. I have indeed. So we went to funnily. So we took Sarah's family to Fazenda, one of our favourite places ah, to go, yes. Benny, that we love. And they bring it shout all out. Shout out to Sweden, our private blood booth. <laughs> shout out to Sweden, our fucking our VIP booth. Oh my god, what a, <laughs> that, what a night that was! So we took Sarah's family because we were just raving about it because it's just it's amazing, isn't it? It's unbelievable. It's a lovely place, yeah. Yeah. So they obviously bring out whatever the, I can't remember what the special steak of the day was, but they bring out this steak, beautiful, like really nice. I mean, just just medium rare. So there was plenty of the. Uh, plenty of juice and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were horrified because they were, Sarah's mum, I think Sarah's mum or dad said, is, is Georgia going to eat that? And we were like, yeah, <laughs> she loves it. And Georgia was, I think she was about five. <laughs> she was just like, around, like with this like medium rare steak. And Sarah's sister and Sarah's mum sent it back and said, can we have it well done? <laughs> oh, dude, dude, it was terrible. It was terrible. But yeah, as, as a yeah. uh, as a veteran of the uh, the restaurant business, like I would, lots of swear words would be, would be said about these customers. Like I, 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 <laughs> anyone who has steak, I mean, you, you used you used to cook. Like anyone who has like steak well done is um, looked down upon with disdain oh, yeah. in the rest in the restaurant business. Uh, yeah, that uh, is for us. For us, it was um, Blossom always used to have like her steak, like on the the more well done side until she met me and I converted her. To the the medium to medium and then to medium rare, to slash rare. Um, the day we found out um, Blossom was pregnant, which was back in September last year, we were away on a we'd gone away on a little trip together to like a um, like a lodge to say like with a hot tub. Oh and yeah, like a, a little like getaway by ourselves. And I Blossom felt like shit that whole like the whole drive down is about a two three hour drive. Like the whole time, I thought, "Oh Christ, we're gonna have to turn around because she looks quite peaky." I thought she was gonna throw up the whole way there. Some somehow she didn't, but we were, we already had our suspicions that like she may be pregnant. Um, and the night that we get there, I was like, "Right, I'll cook a steak because it don't take long." Like you know, you know, I know how to do it. You, as long as the, like the the equipment's good there, it's like it'll take me like what ten minutes to get everything done. Just steak and a little bit of veg, snake steak and sugar snap peas and some uh, um, sweet corn, uh, easy peasy. Um, I do it rare while while I'm cooking. Um, Blossom goes out, goes upstairs, does a little test. Um, I she comes back down like I've served dinner. Um, she, Mel cuts into her steak and she says, "I don't think I'm gonna be able to eat that." Um, so find out like yes she's pregnant and then suddenly uh, the right way of eating steak is off the off the menu for her back into the pan it goes cremate it <laughs> and then uh, because the baby can't have medium rare steak it's got to be bloody cooked all the way through grey flavourless juiceless in grey. the middle <laughs> grey worst nine months of Blossom's <laughs> life <laughs> Oh, that's the best way to describe it. It does look grey, doesn't it? It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. Don't trust Such... listen listeners out here. Don't trust anybody who has their steak more than medium. No, absolutely not. Shambolic behaviour. It's pre-crime. That's what that is. That is pre-crime <laughs> behaviour. 
It should be lo- Tom Cruise should be steaming in, locking people up. <laughs> All right. As soon as it's a, uh, a cheeky twosome this week, we'll end there. I think uh, Adam said his powers come back on. There's burglar alarms going off everywhere. So I can only imagine the hell he's in right now. So uh, It's the crime of the century. It's a crime. <laughs> all all the Lincoln is being robbed right now by one person. Say- <laughs> if it turns out there's some national exhibit somewhere in Lincoln with like the Mona Lisa or something, we know why there was a power cut. There's two dudes in balaclavas legging it down the high street now with the Mona Lisa tucked under their arm. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, like um, before we before we come on the um, the episode of The Simpsons with the, with the cat burglar, like the old boy who lived in a retirement home, home oh, no was actually a cat burglar was on. And I was like, hmm, this sounds eerily familiar. Maybe they got inspired by that. Yeah, maybe maybe they saw it. I've had an idea. Just chucked a bunch this. of sausage links at Adam to knock him out. So you can uh, <laughs> rob him. <laughs> Just a, a bunch of sausages with tablets in got thrown Adam's way, but he didn't realise there were tablets in it. Like trying to trick a dog. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Anything else from you, mate? Uh, no, thanks, everyone, for listening, and we shall hopefully see you next week. Hopefully, Adam will have power. Indeed. All right. Take care. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Au revoir.